This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. Ballads, hymns, and voices like rock and roll. In this episode, enjoy four tales from the bar. A word of caution, this episode involves alcohol, kimchi, and sobering turns. This first brief piece is a rinse-and-repeat scenario, perfectly encapsulating the weekend-to-weekday turmoil. It's called For Some Reason. It was written by Dave O'Leary and published in Sledgehammer Lit. Enjoy. For Some Reason The kimchi house over on 24th Avenue Northwest is closed on Mondays, just like I'd like to be, while I nurse my residual hangovers from weekend sports. And I envy those who make my Tuesday kimchi jjigae, staying on Mondays in their homes, or running errands, or perhaps drinking soju throughout the day, and not thinking about me at all, until I show up on Tuesday, begging of their time and their ingredients, that I might be nourished and cured at least that is, until next Monday, when they are closed once more, and I must question everything about my life for 24 hours. Dave O'Leary is a writer and musician living in Seattle. He's had two novels published, The Music Book and Horse Bites, and has had prose and poetry featured in, among other places, Slate.com, Versification, Cajun Mutt Press, and Reflex Fiction. You can find him on Twitter at D. O'Leary Author, on Instagram at D underscore O underscore Leary, or on his website at DaveO'Leary.net. Our second piece is one long sentence, which begins with the title, If This Bar is a Power Ballad, and then continues on through the magic and come down of a night out. It was written by Jillian Luft and published in the Schuylkill Valley Journal. Enjoy. If This Bar is a Power Ballad, and it is, at least for tonight, then this bathroom is its bridge, 
the evening distilled and suspended into one crude and exultant moment, a gorgeous plateau of want, savage but unhurried, a private whiskey-shimmered replay of all that's come before, out there, in the tumult of dark and smoke and chicken wing grease, a way to both catch your breath and hold it, like titanium lungs on the verge of metallic combustion, like a bladder on the brink of sweet release, and what a release it is, away from the chorus, the expectant crush of karaoke revelers just outside the door, slurring the words of Skid Row, of Springsteen, of your favorite 80s songstress, pounding back brown bottles of anything, feet stomping into the syrupy stuck of days old libations, heads thrown back like well-dressed wolves toward the mere-bald moon, all hair and teeth and hearts, splayed and torn and worn, on acid-washed sleeves, on frayed flannel, on soft, soft leather, tattooed love boys flinging themselves against the hard edges of the night, bodies building to a pathetic crescendo while you sink into the bridge, sink into the cool cavity of the shitter, press your platform boots into the piss-drenched floor, and let it all spill and spurt forth, a warm and cozy river running wild between your legs, while your mind bursts with possibility, like a flower's slow-mo bloom, flushed with new color and light, with what the chorus of this power ballad promises once you wipe away the remnants of what you've set free. Once you gloss up that mouth and tease up that hair and slather all that pink slick against your skin, washing it clean and new, once you peer, curious at your image above the rust-crudded sink and smile like you mean it, like you're beautiful and believe it, once you inhale your animal self, sweat and bourbon and subtle perfume, once your breath mists pale against the door and you grab hold of the handle, hesitating with the hope that what's to come never ends, that what's out there is more of what came before but better, that what's out there is the sustained and sublime ache of anticipation, the safe and solid weight of hours that build and build towards something, anything, before the poignant becomes tragic, before the buzz wears thin, before the inevitable outro, before the drama runs dry and the lights come up, and the voice of your ceaseless yearning, once echoing electric and eternal, slowly fades and fades. Jillian Luff is a Brooklyn-based writer whose work has appeared in Hobart, Booth, The Forge Literary Magazine, and other publications. You can find her on Twitter at Jillian Luft or on her website at JillianLuft.com. Our third piece has us reminiscing about open mic nights, the characters they attract, and wondering what our fortune might read. It's called Cafe Yum Yum and the Fortune Teller. It was written by Michael McGill and published in Macro Mike. Enjoy. Allen Ginsberg had died the day before, so the open mic poetry night began with a local kid reading Howl, only he got carried away and was told to stop. 
and right by the tiny stage an old guy called Jin would snipe or gush from the wings, saying, don't give up your day job, or tough act to follow, until a pattern emerged that Jin only praised young men, so he seemed like a joke from then on. And at the table in front of the stage sat an odd crowd, a girl who'd modelled herself on a porcelain doll, who sat all night with her handbag in front of her like she was about to pray to it, and her old companion, Tallulah, who yelled out anecdotes to the ether, declaring that she thought her voice was rough, who demonstrated this by repeating the phrase rock and roll over and over, as in, people say my voice is really like rock and roll, while the handbag girl sat glassy-eyed, half listening, half dreaming of the demimonde. Then the third cog of their clique was dressed up like Brian Ferry, all louche and swagger, and he shouted, Go, Frankie! to the next poet on the mic, which made Tallulah jump. And when she screamed, Jesus Christ! we all thought, Yeah, your voice is quite rough after all. And I sat at a candlelit table nearby, the fortune teller smiling by my side. And sometimes I'd listen to the poets, those cool cafe yum-yum kids as they spat out their words into the mic. But then I'd listen to the teller's reading, and he'd turn over tarot cards and say things like, One day soon you'll fall in love with a married woman in Paris. And I paid him five dollars, so at that point I thought about asking for a refund, but instead I said, Really? And he replied, Well, that's what the cards say. Which struck me as his token response to any difficult encounter. But then he turned over another card, gasped and said, Wow, you have great friends. And on solitary nights now, it's words like these I weave into my pillow. It's words like his that steer me towards a warmer place, towards a kinder town. Michael McGill is a poet from Edinburgh, Scotland, who has had work recently published in The Interpreter's House and in Scottish Poetry Library's Poems by and for Social Workers Anthology. You can find him on Twitter at mmcgill09 or on Instagram at michael7209. See if you can catch all of the wordplay in our fourth and final piece. Titled Brohim, it was written by John Lindsay and published in Expat Press. Enjoy. Me and the bros up here on Traffic Island downing brews. Bros brown bagging. Concealed carry like we got permits. Bros don't ask permission, only forgiveness. Island style, nobody gives a shh. Everybody loud AF, and there are no secrets. I'm on Bro Island. I'm on the island of the bros. I could be an anonymous bro on any archipelago. Bro, why you got that mask on? Masks keep things safe and secret. Everybody masked up. Except us bros. Except my bros mask is different. It's a novelty mask. It's a rubber rooster mask. Full on latex coxcomb. Bro, why you chicken? Why you got your cock out, bro? I'm pissing behind the bushes because it's secret. 
Bros keep their cocks secret. A stream of traffic flows around the island of the bros. Cars move in both directions past the 99 cent only on sunset. Played out island music plays out of a woofer set. The sun is setting on us bros. Us bros. Out here. Going nowhere. Us bros who were here before the traffic. And after the traffic passes. Bros will still be bros. Here. Nowhere. That's no secret. My bro the rooster on the curb asking for scratch from a chick in a yellow Lambo. Him and me ain't in the same boat. We're both on Bro Island, but I'm a tourist. He a local. I buy his four loco. He says, and a lotto. His favorite flavor, gold. Bro, you're loco. I know. It's no secret. He's an open book. I say, I'm a writer. Some bros still write books. I've never finished a story, but I keep that secret. Other bro says, me too, I'm a writer, bro. I've seen him stocking shelves at Trader Bros. But he says he got a story coming out in the New Yorker. Hell yeah, bro, the New Yorker. He got an agent, a New Yorker. What's an agent, bro? Yeah, bro, what's an agent? In Los Angeles, everything is loco, and you meet different flavor bros. He treats it like a secret, his agent. The sun is set, but the sky is golden above the island of the bros. The stream of traffic slows. All us locos drunk, and other bro says his GF at home, hot AF, whispers, Hairless bro, hairless bro. The rooster builds his nest for the night in secret. He's in the bag, rolls out his bag. Not those bushes, bro. Me and other bro walk close, and our distance from the island grows. Even though I'm gone, I'm still stranded. SOS, bro, how I get an agent? I need to know the secret. I say, bro, what's your secret? He says, can I kiss you, bro? John Lindsay is the author of the novel Body High. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at John John Lindsay or on his website at johnlindsay.com. Well, it's Last Call and that's our show. Thanks so much for stopping by. This episode was edited and curated by Dylan Evers and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. Maymay Kaufman runs our social media. 
Find us on LitHub, our website at micropodcast.org, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out our interview series headed by Kirsten Renault called Five Cues with Kirsten. We've got a full transcript up on our website, and if you need subtitles, check out our YouTube page. We've got links to that on our website as well. Subscribe to the show and leave us a review if you wouldn't mind. It's super helpful, and it helps more people find us. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening.